Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and joined today because Luke has gone on a holiday. By are we still feuding? Do I still hate you, Tempest? I don't know. Do you? I don't know. I I I like both you and Pete, especially since I won back the Real World's Championship, the Real Jars. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all that. You're not you're not helping your case from from my personal standpoint. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't know. Enough time has passed. That hairline has come in. I suppose that that bombing did uh did some good. I got a new hairline. You got a tattoo. Yeah. The it's the friends we made along the way. Yeah. So you haven't seen the thumbnail that I made for today's podcast. No, like I said, I don't not. do it. Don't look because that sounds like content to me. <laughs> Always thinking. And now I'm I am going to the Russell Talk podcast YouTube channel so that Walk I can get so I can get Oh, of course. That that's not bad. That's quite <laughs> it's good. It's not bad. That's quite good. If if it was just heel turn with the with the picture, the picture of Edge's big floofy hair. I don't know, he was having a bad hair day on Raw. If it was just the picture of him with heel turn, I would be like, you know what? That's a pretty good use of the picture. But I appreciate your 1.21 gigawatts. Thank I you. I appreciate your references, Ollie Davis. Pop culture. I'm all about them. Yeah. It's it's relevant and you know, timely, only 36 years old. It's timely. It yeah. is timely, isn't it? It's it's more on the pulse than WWE's usual pop culture references, which uh, I, I believe the last one that stuck out to me was an Animal House reference, <laughs> which was about eight years before Back to the Future. Yeah, they've had a number of just absolute doozies over the years. Like, they don't stick out to me as much anymore, but... 
man back when i would listen to like podcast reviews of this show and they would bring up these stupid things and laugh at them like they were making jokes about things that came out in the 60s and 2009 and just my goodness does anybody that old watch that show at that point maybe well, going by going by the now. demographics yes they certainly do now <laughs> so you're aware in the office about speedrunner right yeah what's why what why do you do this face is, is pete does pete talk about it what what does pete say <laughs> yeah maybe a little bit I've heard I've heard uh, Pete brag about being good at speedrunners on many a podcast extra. Does he actually say that? Maybe. What the? How does he say it? Is he like, hey, hey, Tempest? Do you know I'm actually a pretty big deal in the office? That's not that far off from how he sounds. I'm not going to lie. He's insane. I'm not going to lie. He started doing this thing last week because last week was my first week back in the office because, you know, we all stayed away mostly in January because of Omicron. And then I'm pretty sure that whole COVID thing's solved now. But then I got it. So everyone else went back and I had to stay out of the office. And in the space of that 10 days, everyone got super good at speedrunner. <laughs> and I come back and... I'd never really played it before. I'd only played it here and there, but I would win every now and again. And mm. now it has gone to, I lose within the first five seconds because everyone knows the course so well, they're jumping over every obstacle. It's muscle memory at this point. Right. And this guy, I don't understand what's happening. So I'll die. <laughs> and what I, I managed, I did okay on like my 18th attempt. And Pete said to me, that wasn't too bad. You, you're getting better there. And that mm. stung more than any. You're crap, Ollie. You're no good at this, Ollie. Give someone else the controller, Ollie. That stung more than any of those. Well, are you going into the office to to do some some rocky montage training? You might have doesn't to. Need... You got like two weeks to catch up on. Doesn't need to happen in the office because Friday I had the day off. I bought Speedrunner at home. <laughs> it's Naturally. gone into that. Mm -hmm. Naturally. Well, I hope I hope it can be a little bit more competitive in the office. I'm just I'm a bystander in this whole thing. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what they're all doing. Some people sometimes they come in with stories about winning and losing speedrunners. I, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of this. My question, my question in all this. Because I feel like this could go 50-50 with you, Ollie. I have no idea. Adam was, was very cross a few days ago because of a, a group that he'd taken to the pub that disappointed him. So I ask you, would you know your way around a Super Smash Brothers Melee game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I would. And I was the only one that sort of... I think it came down to me and him each time. Mm. But yeah. No, I never I actually never had that one. That was GameCube, mm. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I had I had the original Super Smash Bros and I think I just skipped Melee. But um yeah, I had friends. I play it at uni a lot. 
Well, that's that's more than can be said for the likes of Pete and Andy and whoever else. Which Terry I, was I, the I other can, one. Terry, I cannot. Adam was disgusted. Wrap, yeah, I can't wrap my head around it. Like I can't. A group of millennials that can't play Super Smash Brothers. Like a group of millennial nerds at that that like video games and Pokemon and things of that nature. And they don't know how to play Smash Brothers? Inconceivable. Truly inconceivable. I, like, I, I, I cannot wrap my head around the fact that Pete Quinnell cannot play Super Smash Brothers. So well, if he's, speed runner, if he's speedrunner stuff's anything to go by, he's now going to practice super smash bros over and over again so the next time we we happen to end up in that place with the game yeah he's gonna try and beat adam mm-hmm. who did adam use who was adam's oh, main? who did well, I'm, I'm always kirby because okay. i get scared when i can't double jump enough but kirby kind of has yeah. unlimited jumps also i like eating people and taking their powers naturally but what was adam was he link I think he might have been Link, but I can't Solid actually choice. remember. Yeah. Solid choice. Yeah. So hopefully, in the next couple of months, you might end up on these shores. Are you going to start start practicing? <laughs> I might. I might have to. I haven't played Smash Brothers like consistently in several years. I might play it like once a year at this point. But there was a period of time where I was playing Smash Brothers like after school on our lunch breaks, like, every day. So, got a pretty good base to work with, I think. What about Speedrunner? Never played Speedrunner before. So I'm coming in fresh. You can't, you can't. You'll you'll be eaten alive. You need to start getting those reps in now. Play Uh, through the story mode. uh, At least on hard. At least! At least on hard! I'm terrified. Terrified of what I could be walking into. Well, let's uh, let's get into this raw review now. We'll see you after our discussion of Edge turning heel while cosplaying as Doc Brown. One point two one or twenty? Is it tw- is it twenty one? One point twenty. 1.21 gigawatts! Tempest! Gigawatts, you fool. <laughs> gigawatts! Gigawatts, gigawatts. Oh, I lo- but, hey, hey, I love Star Wars. What the hell is a gigawatt? I love Star Wars. It's my favourite thing. And I've referenced it on this thumbnail. A lot of people are already calling it the best thumbnail of the year. Let me get, look, Yosef Sadat. Great thumbnail. Uh, Peter great Mullins. Star. Just here to say thumbnail of the year, top banana. Thank you, everybody. That's what happens when Ollie is in charge of the thumbnails. Not boring Luke. Boring Luke's gone on holiday. <laughs> That's why I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Tempest. For today's Raw review, please send in a super chat, an ultra chat, whatever the hell they're called. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them before the end of the podcast over five US dollars. And give us a subscribe because it is Revolution Week, AEW this Sunday, their latest pay-per-view. We've got all of the content coming your way for that. But first, fittingly, for Tempest's 
not first ever raw review podcast, yeah, but I think I've done this once before. Yeah. Your favorite wrestler, your fellow Canadian brethren, has turned heel in the main event angle of this show. Edge has turned on AJ Styles. What were you just showing there? A tattoo? It's my, my Edge tattoo. <laughs> that doesn't look like Edge at all. No, you're right. It's a really bad portrait. I apologize. Oh, man. I, I, think, I think Edge being heel is better for this match and for this story because just otherwise the story was just i want to have a match at wrestlemania who would like to wrestle me aj styles mm -hmm. says me please and then they go that's the match of course they could do something in the remaining four or five weeks to build a story but i think having a a babyface heel thing in wwe is just easier right now and edge is like one of the great heels so I don't think it's that bad. I just I think it's a bit overkill that he's turned like four times since since he's returned in the last two years. It's like three or four times. Has he? Well, he came back as a babyface. Right? Yes. And then he turned heel for the Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. Uh, he was a heel at WrestleMania was... last year. I forgot he was heel. That. He was, was cutting heel promos. Full... Yeah. It wasn't full heel. It was full Roman... heel. Roman he, was the he full was costing Daniel Bryan matches and stuff. He had the angry edge face. He was cutting mm -hmm. angry heel edge promos ahead of WrestleMania. But then he turned baby face ahead of Money in the Bank and now is heel again. I don't know. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. I wish they'd pick one and stick with it. But <clears throat> I think for where he <clears throat> pardon me, where he has ended up right now, I think is a pretty good landing spot. And I want to see this match so bad. Like, so bad. This is at the top of the WWE Dream Match list for guys that are on the roster right now for me. So what actually happened in this segment? It was the main event of the show. Following a heel turn already, so Damian Priest had turned heel in the, the segment immediately before it, after he lost the US title to Finn Balor. So I guess, like... Credit to WWE for throwing me. I I never thought Edge would turn heel right now. Yeah, because that would just be bad structuring of an episode. It's bold. It's certainly bold. They crammed like there wasn't a lot happening on this episode of Raw at times, and I kind of attribute that to there being no top champion and things mm. like that. Like the what you would typically build a, an episode of Raw around just isn't there right now. So they have to give matches more time, and then focus on other things like the Edge AJ Styles thing or the this U.S. title. And doing two heel turns back-to-back -back is definitely bold. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, like, great or bad or anything like that. I don't know why Damian Priest lost the U.S. title and turned heel just before WrestleMania and what. I don't know. I don't know why they choose to do the things that they do, but I know that Edge versus AJ Styles is on the books now. And I want to see it. So you've got a happy customer for me for that reason only. This is, uh, if anyone's wondering in the chat or viewing, this is Tempest trying to like push down all of the disagreements he has with the product because he's got the he's got Edge and AJ. It's like, mm -hmm. the, yeah, nothing else makes sense. But I've got this one thing. Isn't that how we 
all enjoyed I really WWE try sometimes. and be positive. <laughs> I try to be positive on these shows. They make it really hard sometimes. But you just need to give me something that I really like, and I'll be like, forget all the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. I got the one good thing. Give me more good things. They don't give me enough good things half the time. So Edge comes out here at the start, mm-hmm. and off the back of his promo the previous week, he says, hey, someone come down. And then nobody comes down. And I thought he was going to go into a sort of everyone's rubbish these days, yada, yada, yada. No one will step up to face me. But before he got a chance to really get into that promo, AJ Styles entered. And I was curious to know your thoughts on this, because Edge feels like the previous generation, Mm -hmm. right? But actually, he is the same generation as AJ Styles. They both really broke through into their... Granted, AJ was in TNA, but to the main event of those promotions in 2006, 2007. The difference is AJ only came into the big time in 2016, 17, whatever it was. Uh, And Edge had sort of finished up his first stint in 2010, 2011. So it kind of feels like AJ is this new fresh face when he's actually a 44-year-old man, probably on the last contract of his career. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think you see it a lot with AJ Styles in particular, where he's so good that people from other generations or just people that he hasn't crossed paths with want to work with him. Like when he came into the company, that first Royal Rumble, every chance that he and Chris Jericho got, they would like go to each other. They would just like, hey, I know you, you're really good. And they would go to each other and they'd wrestle. And I feel like it's more or less the same thing here where two guys just look at each other, know that the other is good. They don't they don't need to like work with each other in order to feel each other out or know that the other is good. They just want to go. So I see a lot of that in Edge versus AJ Styles, and I'm really looking forward to that match because of it. But it is weird, isn't it, where Edge and AJ Styles are like these two like identical age guys, I think. They might be like a year or two yeah. years off or something like that. But Edge was the WWE guy, and AJ Styles was the TNA guy. And I think, I forget what year it was, but there's one year that Edge has said that he, like, contemplated going to TNA, but, like, it never got super close because WWE always kind of took care of him. You know, once he hit main event, he was basically at, at the main event level and paid well until he was done. But there was one time where his contract was coming up where he was like, mm, maybe this TNA thing. And that would have been <clears throat> the only time that he and AJ would have crossed paths up to that point because, you know, he retired by 2011. And that's just before AJ started, you know, going to New Japan, going back to Ring of Honor yeah. like a couple of years later. You know, it's just it's a really weird ships crossing in the night type feel here that now finally these two excellent veterans are coming together in the ring for the first time. It's very exciting for me. These are two of my favorite guys that WWE has had, like, maybe ever. You know, so this is this is pretty big, you know, for, for Tempest Dream Match's sake. <laughs> I just wanted to check how old Edge is. Mm-hmm. See, like, if they are exactly the same age. And uh, the, first res- the first result said he was seven years old. Mm. Um, and you, you want to guess what Edge is seven years old right now? What Edge wrestler? Well, I would think not. There's a person called Edge that's seven years old. I was gonna say person, this is like. Person. I was gonna say, 
Edge. What else calls themselves Edge? Like the only things that I know that call themselves Edge are like radio stations. Mm. Is one a radio or station that's seven years old? Microsoft's uh, browser, Microsoft oh, Edge, launched in 2017. I don't, I don't use fourth, that one. Fourth most popular. 2017. Yeah. 17 would be five. 2015. 2015. Um, there you go. So Edge, yeah. So AJ and Edge. AJ starts the. Well, that, did he even say anything? I don't think he got I don't a word. I think so. No. Um, but Edge looked super happy that AJ had come out. But then that face turned to sort of rage. He was like, "Great, AJ, you're here, but I don't want the the sort of Amos's tag team bitch that we've had for the last year. I want the good AJ Styles." And I thought it's a bit rich coming from you, Edge. You just had an intergender tag <laughs> feud with the Miz and Maurice. It's a very good point. Uh, but then before AJ even got a chance to answer, Edge attacked him. And I thought this was like, you know, this was cool. It was a cool beatdown, and it was back and forth. But all the while they were interacting, I, I felt like it was just Edge pent up, ready to go with aggression. I never thought mm. this is psychotic, ultimate opportunist Edge. It wasn't until he left the ring and he started doing the weird facials which i found totally captivating that you can see on the thumbnail here these big puffy puffy hair and he was obviously Great, scott hearing those voices gigawatts 1.21 gigawatts hair nailed it and he comes in and yeah he gives aj not one but two concertos so this is a yeah an out and out heel turn for edge it is. And I think it was a good like heel turn. I like I like when they don't make the babyface look bad in doing something like this. Like he got attacked first, mm. he kind of got blindsided. He got some offense back. If he never got any offense in, like he hit his Pele kick and was looking like this was gonna be like a brawl to go off the air instead, I thought that would have also been very good. But that being said, instead Edge kicks him low. His weak point, he's got a big <laughs> target right on his junk. AJ Styles, you kick him in the penis, you're going to be fine. So he kicks him in the penis and then hits the concerto, which to, to this day, it's like it's an edge thing. So I see a concerto and I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> hit him with the concerto. So I think this is a good heel turn. I'll be interested to see what the promo is that Edge cuts next week. Mm. I'm interested to see how he justifies <clears throat> this one. I'm sure he will because he's a good talker, but I'm interested to see how he untangles this one. You'd hope Styles takes at least a week off to sell this. Mm -hmm. You know, ideally a month, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, I guess, like, my, just to, to be critical, mm -hmm. my problem with this isn't the moment. I think it was, for what it was, it was well executed. Both guys are excellent. I'm really excited for the future of this. But what made me a bit sad, really, is... The reaction to AJ coming out. AJ comes out. I think everyone knew it was going to be AJ. It should be AJ. Boxes ticked. And he got a pop. But it wasn't a pop of like, oh my God, these two guys are facing each other. It was like, we like AJ Styles. There's AJ Styles. Hooray. And then the mm -hmm. pop like pretty quickly died down. And I just think it's symptomatic of both of these guys being ineffectively booked for a whole year. This yeah. the, like Edge versus AJ Styles, when I always dreamt of it, 
was two forces at the top of their game coming at each other for a WrestleMania match. But it isn't that story. It's two guys who are in need of a reset of their characters. AJ coming off doing absolutely nothing for a year, playing second fiddle to a moss, mostly comedy stuff. And Edge, yeah, coming off of a Miz feud. Yeah. There's a reason I thought both of those things were bad ideas. You know, mm -hmm. like, I've, I've never been into the Edge-Miz feud. I thought that was a waste of time and kind of brought Edge's stock down. And yeah. then likewise with the AJ Amos thing, like, AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world. And you don't make him, like, you don't give him the leash and say, like, all right, you're going to carry the newborn wrestler along, do his first matches, you know, carry him, carry him for a year. Like, that's a lot for a guy to do for a year. That doesn't give him a lot of chances to do other great things. When he is that great. So, I'm glad both of them are past that point and can do great things together. But if you just didn't have those things, this great thing would probably be much greater. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Let's see what all of you people think. You people. Can't believe I just you said people, you people. Oh, uh, we got one of those on these show. We did. Hey, Damien Priest, why are you going to turn heel? 
you people? Mm. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your ultra chats in there. We'll answer everyone over $5. Uh, Jack Nichols says, my hot wife doesn't watch wrestling. I've tried plenty of times with varying degrees of success, but nothing has stuck. I was so proud of her today when I was watching the heel turn and she walks in and says, is that Kettle Flatnose? Jam that jam, lads. I am, Who's Kettle Flatnose? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that that is Edge's character name from Vikings. It is. Wow. Thinking. Look Thinking. at this guy. I'm going to share my screen because we are recording this remotely today. So <laughs> I can. I'm going to make use of this whenever I can. Oh, dear. Oh dear. Uh, this is Kettle Flatnose from Vikings. Uh-huh. Handsome lad. Look at, look at, look that, at beard. that beard. Look at that beard. Hell That's yeah. more edge than edge is. You're not wrong. Also, this this fine fellow uh misspelled his name. There's there's a J. There's like a a Scandinavian J in his name. I like Way to go, Jack Nichols. Uh, it's gentle. Who's this guy? Is he the OG? Maybe that—that's the original Edge. Ah, maybe that just is Edge, the same way that like, uh, uh, what's his name? Keanu Reeves is a vampire, he doesn't age, just exists through. Time. Is he? Is that the th- oh, yeah. is that a theory? Yeah, there <laughs> there are like paintings of like people from like the 1400s that look exactly like <laughs> They're like, well, he's clearly a vampire, he just doesn't age. Uh, Dartrain24, I love Heel Edge. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I feel like when he is a face, it's just him being cheered due to his talent shining through, but his character work is better as a heel. Jam that jam, fellas. Very much agree. I, I, I don't think you'd say it better than that. Ten Ruzza, Edge versus Styles. Thank you, I'll take another. Stone Cold coming next week. However, the hype this week started on BTE. Good news for SoCal. Bravo, Adam Cole. And can't wait for the Tony Khan announcement on Wednesday. Revolution will be awesome. Mania equals interesting. What do you think this, this announcement is? Because I have a theory. Yeah, I have a well, really I'm... out there theory. <laughs> Up until Saturday morning, when me and Editor Rich were talking, I was like, it's going to be a Forbidden War show with New Japan, mm-hmm. AEW, hopefully in the UK. Mm-hmm. I think that was just me going with my heart. But now I'm now I'm starting to think he's bought Ring of Honor so he can have the all-in pay-per-view rights and run Ring of Honor as sort of a AEW dark property the tape library as well for punk danielson all those guys what's your theory that is not a bad theory my theory is much more out there and absolutely not going to happen my theory is that aew new japan whichever other companies impact etc the g1 in 2022 is going to be basically a world cup oh Oh my god. And the winner of that is crowned like wrestling world champion or a title oh. shot at the respective respective title. But I thought of that and I was like that sounds fun. I like that. 
I like that too. I think, um, God, I think that was one of my predictions, not this year, but the previous year, that oh. the G1 would be two blocks, AEW right. and New Japan with the winner of it. So you don't you don't get a cross match until the final. Mm. Oh God, I mean I like all of these ideas. Yeah, uh, you know what it's going to be? It's going to Christian. <laughs> hey, I like Christian. I was yeah. excited when he came out. <laughs> yeah, I know you ruined the Royal Rumble for us. No, Sweet Monkey Tuesday. <laughs> you. I was happy that they signed him. Sweet Monkey Tuesday says, another Edge promo where what he said was similar to a very recent AEW promo. So is Edge watching and copying, or is he being told to copy by WWE? What part was similar? I, don't, I didn't notice anything about this promo that was similar to an AEW promo. I know Because he said the Bulldog bit about AJ Styles, and that was like... Oh, yeah, that makes sense, because AJ's always told the story of Vince telling him that he wants Bulldog AJ when he signed. And they went, like, three weeks with the Chris Jericho feud, and he was just like, I've got guys that'll do what you do. I need I need that Bulldog AJ Styles. And he was like, oh, well, I can do that. And then he turned heel and did the Roman mm-hmm. Reigns stuff and was great. Um, so I know, like, that's <clears throat> a line that's been brought up before, like the Bulldog AJ Styles by people high up in the company. So I, I think that's where that comes from, because... I don't see an AEW connection. Uh, Aaron Gupta is saying the Eddie and Jericho. Oh, when Kingston said he wanted to wrestle the real Chris Jericho. Mm, I don't think that's a pretty standard wrestling trope to say, I want the old Stone Cold, you know? So I don't know Mm. if that's an overt reference. Of course, the previous reference was in Edge's feud with The Miz. Yes. When he referenced MJF, CM Punk saying to MJF, "You're just a less famous Miz." Yeah. Um, so Edge obviously does watch. Of course. Mm. He's got to watch for Christian. His best friends on the Let's get back into this episode of Raw. Keep getting your ultra chats into wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out the rest of them at the end of the show. This episode of Raw opened with the KO Show and their special guest, Alpha Academy. Uh, Owens was wearing one of the 10-gallon cowboy hats. He's just doing loads of I hate Texas stuff. Um, Sounds like a baby face Al- to me. <laughs> I thought... I thought KO and Seth were very much baby faces in this whole opening mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Alpha Academy came down. Chad did lots of shushing. This turned into a match. And it was an excellent match, I thought. Really, really good near the end as well. KO, well, both teams worked that really quick, seamless sequence style that sort of d- the dark order, you know, John Silver and Alex Reynolds right. sometimes do. Uh, and the finish was a I think Owens threw Gable up over his back into a buckle bomb position for Seth, hit the stunner off of that, and then a stomp. Mm-hmm. Like, no complaints for Chad taking the pin there. <laughs> like, that's, he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> you killed him. It's yeah. they're, they're pinning champions again, which I don't advocate for, but I kind of <clears throat> gather, oh, I don't know who's going to win next week now. I assumed it would not be Alpha Academy, but... 
I don't know. I think Kevin Owens is going to be busy come WrestleMania time. He's got something else un, un- penciled in, and I don't know what the status of Randy Orton is at the moment. So mm. it's kind of wishy-washy, but we'll get to that. I really like this match, though. I thought this match was like a lot of fun. Really good way to open up the show. These guys are awesome. And you can just kind of tell as soon as Chad Gable gets in the ring with like Seth Rollins, it's just like, ooh, just smooth, just smooth as silk. Just watching two guys that are that are just so tremendous together. Oh, I want such great things for Chad Gable. That being said, can I just say this is the like my new worst shirt ever. <laughs> the shirt the says shoosh. Doesn't say shush. It says shoosh. It's got four. But that's O's. how he says it. Shoosh. I uh, thank you as well. Yeah, I just want. I want to know how many of these shirts they sell. The same hmm. way when uh, uh, when Otis had the the canned peach that had Mandy Rose's face on it. I was like, oh how many God. did you sell? How many of those did you sell? I need to know. I need to see the WWE shop. Uh, figures uh, for the next quarter to see how many of these shoosh shirts they sell. Buy some stock. Get on the investors' call. Ask the questions that need to be asked like this. This would be the question that needs to be answered. How many, down to the unit, how many shoosh shirts did you sell last quarter? I need to know. The, uh, the, the problem is, of course, is that they're not a t-shirt company. Unlike oh. AEW, they know the t-shirt game. So as much as I enjoyed the match, I unfortunately thought the in-ring talking segment was under, like under-delivered. Oh. Um, because you think Chad Gable, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, those three, Otis does his own thing, you know, he's like the, the stoic, silent tree sure. trunk. But those three guys I was really excited for, based off the strength of the Arcade Bro segments Alpha Academy have had. But I feel like Chad got on the wrong side of annoying at some points. There were, you know, there's just one too many shushes. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, you know, I think that's usually symptomatic of WWE saying, oh, that thing you're doing that's getting over, do that to death, please. And also Kevin Owens felt a bit delayed in some of his responses. I felt like they lost the crowd a bit. Seth's laugh grated on me. And also... <laughs> yeah. That one. I, 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 Owen's stuff about Texas is funny to an extent, but if it's going where I think it's going, which is the feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin... Do you want Stone Cold Steve Austin to return for a comedy, cheap heat local town feud? No. But that's kind of what I said when this news broke initially. And I just haven't really wanted to repeat myself about Mm. it because I'm just like, you know, I saw a lot of people being like, this is what is finally going to bring Steve Austin out out of retirement. Not CM Punk, hottest wrestler in the world. Not a match with this guy or this guy or any potential megastar. Uh, not to discredit Kevin Owens by any means, but he's, he's wearing a goofy hat and saying, and he's doing the bit from SpongeBob, for God's sake. You know who it's dumb? Texas is dumb. He's just saying that for like four weeks, and that's what's going to bring maybe the greatest wrestler of all time out of retirement. 
it's there's a disconnect for me. I feel like I've 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 lost I've lost touch. I've lost touch with what they do. So nah, I don't know. Uh, I agree with the opening <laughs> segment though. Like they they kind of. I didn't think there was enough from Chad Gable to make his comedy like worth sitting through, if that makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. the only thing he really said was like, we're the tag team champions. We want to go to WrestleMania, which is like, yeah, that's fair. But everything else he said was like, shoosh. And thank, thank, thank you. And I was like, what is yeah. happening? What is this segment? It's just, con- they're just spewing catchphrases at each other. I, uh, so one one of the things Owens kept on putting over is that he won't let his hate for Texas distract mm. them from next week winning the tag team titles. To me, that is WWE's lame way of setting up Stone Cold yeah. interfering in the three way match next week. I'm well, just can like, you imagine how did. How's this going together? Can you imagine Steve Austin returns to Raw to like hit a stunner and cost someone the Raw Tag Team Championship in 2022? What kind of a fever dream would that be? Of all the ideas. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's a shame because I almost at this point want want a three-way tag team match, the same match to happen again at Mania. With TLC rules, I, I hadn't Seth thought of TLC, do? but I saw that. I'm that always, match I'm always graphic. thinking of TLC. Yeah, but I saw that match graphic and just went, "Why isn't that just the WrestleMania match? Like yeah. that match looks like it's going to be great. You give that match 12, 15 minutes, and they'll <clears> tear the house down." Uh, after that, we had a Moss versus T Bar. A Moss got a video package. T-Bar is the biggest man he's faced so far. Uh, he T-Bar came out. No retribution mask or makeup or face paint. Um, but that didn't do him any good because Amos obliterated him. Like, dominated was the word Amos kept using. Bumped him off the apron. Tree slam in the ring. One, two, three. Pretty simple. Yeah. I would prefer to see uh, Donovan Dijak be pushed than Amos, but I know that's not going to happen, so for a two-minute squash match that probably wasn't two minutes, I think this is fine. It wasn't good, when, but it's fine. When did Dijakovic sign with NXT? 2017, uh, it says here. January yeah, 2017. Did he re-sign? Probably at some point, because that's a long time. Hmm. <sighs> God, I, I thought it was more recently. God damn, he's no. probably there for a while. Yeah, because I, I remember, like, I would see him at Ring of Honor shows that I would go to, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's gone. He's mm. the big one, of course. And then they changed his name six times. <laughs> they just couldn't call him, like, Donovan Dijak. They couldn't call him Dominic Dijak. It had to be Dijakovic and then Dijakovic. <laughs> Was it Dijakovic at some point? And they were like, no, 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 that's still too close to, to Dozovic. It's got to be Dijakovic. <laughs> it's like they complicated this man's name beyond belief. It may it, it helped him get over, though, at the end of the day. The proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair teaming up against the, can I say Brits? The British Isles? Yeah, the British Isles. 
pretty sure Ireland's in the British Isles. Of Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. Before this match started, Liv Morgan is checking out the various badges and zips and fastenings on Rhea Ripley's jacket. Mm-hmm. And and then and then Liv Morgan goes, "Oh, but now let's talk strategy." Two seconds before you go to the ring. This this was a really strange match. I thought the match itself was good and fun and mm. effective. But watching these little backstage gimmicks they got going here. And I was watching Becky Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. And I'm like, these are the heels. This woman that's dressed up like a superhero in bright, colorful butterfly outfits. And then Dewdrop, who's a likable person. And then Becky Lynch, who two years ago or three years ago, was the most popular star on the entire show. And they're all heels now. What mm-hmm. am I, what, what, what? My brain, like, <laughs> melted watching it. Match was fun, though. Match was fun with a great finish, I thought, to, especially to build Becky Belair. Uh, Lynch would occasionally pull Bianca out of the ring when she was on top, but Belair never got her revenge until the end when Belair whipped Becky in the stomach over and over again with her braid. Like you said in your review, they mic'd this perfectly. Or Belair just lamped her with that (laughs) braid. Because immediately, and Becky was like, you know, in true Mick Foley, my tooth is in my nose fashion. She was like, ah, and stretching out her stomach as much as possible for the camera to see. And welts were forming instantly. So Becky sort of walked up off the ramp after that, and Bianca hit the KOD on Nikki for the win. Solid, effective. I like I like trios matches, especially mm. in WWE. I feel like trios matches are almost always fun. This yeah, remember the the golden era of the Shield and the the Wyatt family, yeah. all those great main events of Raw. Uh, after that, we got Tommaso Ciampa versus Bobby Roode. <sighs> Why do they wait till people come up to the main roster to change the music? Does that mean Ciampa's not going to have his song on NXT? I have no idea. Absolutely. Because I was thinking the exact same thing last night. You know, like if there was a deal done where they couldn't use any more CFO dollar sign uh, music, you would think they would just stop using all the music. But it's been like a slow, gradual, fading out process of like, all right, this week we'll get rid of Sami Zayn's music. This week mm. we'll get rid of Shayna Baszler's music. This week we'll get rid of Tommaso Ciampa's music. I, I don't understand because was it a problem last week? If it wasn't a problem last week, why is it a problem this week? If it's not a problem this week, stop changing the music. Oh so they Champa came out for a match with Bobby Roode, and I think in NXT, what one of the successful parts of NXT 2.0 has been the integration of main roster wrestlers mm-hmm. with the developmental roster. I think that's a positive 2.0 has over the original Black and Gold, and foolishly, kind of into the idea of a Champa Bobby Roode match. Right, the the Ziggler yeah. match was excellent last week. Um, but that only exists in NXT because it looks like whenever they're on Raw or the main roster, NXT, even though I'm sure the intention is to build NXT 2.0, 
they cannot make it look like anything other than the relaunched ECW. Yeah. They got four minutes here. It looked fine, but this was not the match to make someone excited to see NXT. No, I have had friends who are like fairly casual wrestling fans compare NXT 2.0 to WWE ECW. So I think that's pretty telling right there. Mm. That's not, that's not a good thing. I don't, I don't even know if I would agree that this, this uh, new NXT does a better job of inter- integrating main roster stars, maybe in the sense of like weaving them in and out. Cause I mean, I, I would take like Finn Balor going back to NXT over, over like what AJ Styles did with Grayson Waller and stuff. But yeah, this, I thought, I thought that Tommaso Ciampa versus Bobby Roode would be like a really fun match for Stand and Deliver. Like they Mm. would have like a 15 minute semi-main event match and it would be like a lot of fun. And I was like, ooh, that sounds, that sounds good. I would like that, please. Not thinking that that match would then take place five, six days later on Raw, get four minutes and... It's one thing to take former NXT champion Bobby Roode and take him from Raw where he's doing nothing and put him on NXT and people go, hey, is Bob? that's pretty cool. Bobby Roode's here. But when Bobby Roode is the constant and he's on Raw every week being a nobody and you take a guy that is Tommaso Ciampa that the Raw audience just doesn't know, you put him on Raw and you get this four-minute match that people don't really care about because how could you care about a Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler segment? You care on NXT because the presentation's different, but you can't care about it on Raw. You just can't. And that's depressing because Tommaso Ciampa is he's on Raw. And that, that, at one point, would be considered a really big deal. Hey, Not these days, it, so. No, no, no. It did happen once. It wasn't a big deal. That's also true. That's all, that, that, you know, whose fault that was? That was the fans. There was a really bad crowd <laughs> that night. I remember that crowd. Uh, I'll just confirm. Guys. Yeah, I do. I do agree. Obviously, p- people going back to NXT like yes. Finn Balor that that was right. much better done back in the day. I'm talking more about the weaving in and out. I think that's yeah, cool. it's like it's more of a yeah. third brand now than mm. just developmental. Like it it doesn't feel detached anymore. People can kind of go and come and drive in for a a cup of coffee and leave. But for that strategy to work, you do need to showcase them as yeah. actually good <laughs> on Raw. Uh, Champa rolled up rude rather luckily, fighting off Ziggler most of the time, and then the dirty dogs beat him up and they cut a promo promoting Raw up uh, NXT. After that, we got Reggie and Dana Brooke taking on Tam- uh, Tamina and Akira Tozawa. This went one minute 20, I think, yet mm-hmm. still almost every move was botched. Yeah, it's kind of impressive, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i didn't think this match was going to be good when i saw it on paper and then it wasn't good and i was mm-hmm. like well i can't say i was surprised i don't know what this was this was my my weekly reminder that raw is too long mm-hmm. w- weirdly ironically coming in the match that's one minute 20 seconds yep sometimes that's so- all it yeah, Tamina and Dana Brooke did not work well together. Then Reggie sort of mistimed his flipping scent on onto Tazawa. But, you know, this isn't about the wrestling, so maybe we should judge it on the fun comedy that comes after, which is where Reggie 
sorry, Dana snogged Reggie in celebration afterwards. So they are becoming more of a couple. And then Tamina looked at Akira Tozawa outside and was like, all right then. And she snogged Tozawa. And Tozawa sold that really well. And it reminded me how Tozawa is one of those guys like Drew Gulak, who is just great at everything. He can yep. be a, he can get over in wrestling in a match and a serious match, or he can do comedy to a T as well. So it made me a little bit sad for Akira. It's probably why he's still there, honestly. Mm. You know, like I always feel bad these days because I'll be watching <clears throat> Raw or something. I don't watch Raw. I'll, I'll be watching some WWE product. And I'll I'll watch a segment like this and I'll be like, Akira Tozawa made it past those cuts. It's interesting. Not saying that I wish that he hadn't or anything, but just after having seen like 180 people get fired over the last two years, I see everybody who's not like Randy Orton level or everyone below that. I'm just like, you survived, huh? You made it. <laughs> you know? And I was like, Akira Tozawa probably makes it through because they, they think he's funny. Mm. You know? Like he's able to do whatever they ask him to do and he probably doesn't complain and he just goes out there and he does it and he puts his all into it. I bet they like that a lot. You know, I, I like Akira Tozawa. I saw him in Dragon Gate like 10 years ago, and then he was great then, you know, because I'm, I'm a big old nerd who likes wrestling. But, yeah, this – it was what it was. I don't know. I don't know why Dana Brooke is now all of a sudden into Reggie. But I don't particularly want to analyze another WWE love angle. It's all about smashing those glass ceilings, I think, at the end of the day, about because it is – it's <laughs> it's uh it's Women's History Month, right? No. Now it is. Now it is. It I think Black History Month was yesterday. Yeah. So yeah, now Dana can get a proper push to the top. Uh, Street Profits had an interview with Kevin Patrick backstage. Good God, Montez Ford is an awesome promo. They're very charismatic. Uh, we had the Mysterios come out to have a match against the Hurt Business. In all of this, they ran a video package for Black History Month, and then they came back and I thought, oh, my God, surely the Hurt Business are losing here. This is, <laughs> you, can't, you can't put that Very package next to this. Turns out they realized that would have probably looked bad, and the Hurt Business went over because Miz sort of tripped Dom getting back in the, in the ring and Shelton rolled him up. Yeah. My honestly, my biggest takeaways from this because this felt like a low mid card match where just the it's it's two teams that don't really win a lot, you know. Rey Mysterio's out there and people like the Mysterios and everything, but there wasn't a whole lot of heat for this match. So my biggest takeaway was honestly from the never ending Miz promo that started all of this. Like the Mysterios came out and basically said we're gonna win at WrestleMania, and Dominic was like, "Yeah, Miz is a Hollywood dumbass." Got him. Miz comes out and he talks for like a million years about his accomplishments. Being he hosts Miz TV, big accomplishment. He married Maurice, which I mean, fair play to you. But to be, yeah, that that is that is a credit. That for yeah, I don't want to talk a lot of crap about the Miz, but like he's he's doing well for himself. I would consider what, the Miz was, to be an overachiever. What was a bigger over push of the Miz? Was it him main eventing and retaining at WrestleMania, or was it marrying Maurice? I think Mary Maurice might be less. I think it's Maurice. You know, I really do. 
But I just, I love that at some point during this promo, The Miz says that, like, the Mysterios represent, like, the same old standard crap in WWE. And I was just like, is this not the most ironic thing I've ever heard? Because <laughs> I don't know if anybody represents same old crap in WWE like The Miz. Mm -hmm. WrestleMania main eventer 11 years ago. Uh, after oh, that, man. we got RK Bro taking on the Street Profits. This was a fun match. I really liked the RK Bros segment in gorilla position before they went out. Like Brandy and Riddle are so sweet together now. Yeah. They've gone they've they, they become so comfortable with each other, I feel, in their performances. And Brandy genuinely is a great hype man. Yeah. That's the way their backstage promos and matches are structured now. Riddle gets worked over a lot. He says some stupid stuff backstage. And then Randy's like, hot tag me, bro. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to win because we're RK, bro. So very fun stuff. I'm going to be heartbroken when Randy eventually yep. turns on Riddle. I love their uh, team. I've always mm. loved their team because I don't know why. It's They've always been believable to me. I believe that Randy Orton would hang out with Riddle. And there I can just suspend my I don't I don't know. What do they, they have they in might, common? They might have one simple 420 different things in, in common. I like this MMA a lot. Yeah, it's the MMA bit. Uh so this was, you know, standard tag really. Uh, but Montez Ford hit his typically Excellent, ridiculously high frog splash. But did it look like to you that his knee came down on Randy's shoulder? May have. It looked like he overshot a little bit and like his knees came down instead of his torso. Mm. Not fun, especially for Randy Orton, who, you know, has had many a shoulder problem over the year. Yeah, because immediately after that, Randy sort of rolls away from the camera. You can see Montez Montez Ford talking to him, let alone the referee. Uh, Angelo Dawkins tried to do a, a spot where he pushes Randy's leg off the rope, but Randy's leg couldn't even reach the rope. One, two, yeah. three, Montez Ford wins. So I don't know if that was the actual planned finish or they called an audible because I get like maybe you're trying to build the street profits for the feud after the three-way but to me you want rk bro to win going into the tag match next week yeah there's a lot of trying to deconstruct this you know mm. what i mean like because i agree i think the finish looked like it was messed up and it was definitely flat like i don't think this was the finish they intended i think randy was hurt and he was like i'm not kicking out of this and at the same time, I would think that you would want RK-Bro to win this match because I think they, if Randy's not hurt, if he can wrestle next week, I think they win the tag titles back. And that's just me. And then I think you do RK-Bro and Street Profits at WrestleMania. But I think there's an easier way to get to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm trying to book like them. I think there's a better way of getting to that match than just having like all of the people that are going to appear at WrestleMania lose on this episode. Like the Mysterios lost. They're the ones with the match at WrestleMania. RK bro lost. They're probably going to wrestle at WrestleMania. The tag team champions lost. There's just a lot of like top tier talent losing on this show. And I would probably book it a different way. 
I've seen a few people in the chat and a few people commented this on the the video we put up on Wrestle Talk is that people are concerned that Randy might now bury the Street Profits backstage and Montez Ford will be pushed down the card, similar to how Kofi was in that mm. 2009 feud, whenever it was. I think this is a different Randy Orton. I don't think he... Like, he seems a lot more mature and not as hot-headed as he used to be. So I, I would be surprised if that happened. Yes, I, I would be very surprised as well. Because, I mean, like... He didn't bury Kofi because Kofi hurt him. Like, he just, Kofi messed up a spot, like, really bad, and it pissed Randy off. Not saying that's better, but it's different. And the you've got Mr. Kennedy, who had a mm. much bigger history of hurting people uh, and pissing people off than, than Montez Ford does. So I think you're going to be okay. I don't think you're going to get the Street Profits being buried in the opening match in the 24-7 bit after this. I think you're going to be fine. I don't think you need to worry about that. I just hope that Randy Orton's okay. So in all of this, Carmella and Zelina Vega answered Sasha Banks and Naomi's promo from SmackDown about a tag title match. And Carmella said, if we win, I'm going to have a live sex celebration with Corey at WrestleMania. I guess we know who's going to win then. Yeah. Why, God, this, why are Carmella and Corey so horny? I, I was about to say, this show seems like the most horny show. And I watched Game of Thrones. I watched Euphoria. This seems like the horniest show I've ever seen. Like, why is the show... Like, I guess that's just what reality shows are, are about. They're about sex and such things. Mm -hmm. But, God... I would not want to watch this show. And I know that you floated the idea of us doing some sort of weird live watch along for the first episode of this show. I don't know. If, I think that would get us demonetized at this point. <laughs> By the sound of the content that they're putting on. Patreon only. That's how you get around yeah. it. We'll, we'll yeah. start up an OnlyFans and it'll be us watching two horny WWE segments. It's the real uh, After Dark. I'll make, I'll make Luke watch it next week when he's back. <laughs> Uh, Seth and KO had a promo backstage. KO's still shooting on Texas. Then we got Finn Balor enter the ring. <laughs> then a Austin Theory and Vince McMahon segment. <laughs> then Damian Priest entered the ring. Then something else happened in terms of an insert. And then they had the match. So <laughs> Finn Balor had been standing out there for about 10 to 15 minutes about before the minutes. US title fight what got on the way i think they may have aired the undertaker hall of fame package in the middle of one of yes. these things because that thing is like seven minutes long and, and the smackdown like, recap take a break yes they did the smackdown recap for things that have nothing to do with raw <laughs> yeah well you say that now the women's tag team titles vince mcmahon pat mcafee actually let's talk about that because the vince mcmahon and austin theory segment <sighs> in the office where they usually are Austin Theory is now giving Vince advice? This yeah. is just like awful character consistency. Austin's giving Theory Austin's giving Vince advice saying, hey, you're going to appear on the Pat McAfee show this week doing the podcast. Um, last time you did an interview, you got mad and you, you know, the famous interview where he slaps the papers out of the interviewer's hand. 
And Vince is like, it's not that kind of interview, pal. And Theory's like, what if Pat tries to jump you? So Vince walked off, but Austin wants to be there in Vince's corner. So it sounds like this Pat McAfee interview on Thursday is going to have an angle mm-hmm. where Austin Theory tries to be that Pat McAfee. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't, well, I guess you need Austin Theory involvement in this to make any of it work, you know, just because Vince isn't going to actually have a wrestling match, you know, the same way he would have against Shawn Michaels where, you know, the trash can and the ladder and all that. I don't know that I, I was, I was kind of looking forward to seeing this podcast and just seeing how Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee, like, ramp things up and eventually get heated and whatever. Now I just feel like we're going to have weirdo Austin Theory stand in the background and it's going to be a wrestling segment. You know? Like the Pat McAfee Adam Cole bit on the podcast last year didn't really feel like an uh, like a wrestling segment. Mm. Felt like two guys just got into a fight on a podcast. You know? Which is good. People were questioning if it was real for a while. You know? And then they made something of it. I was hoping for more of that. And I don't think we're going to get it. I think we're going to get Austin Theory being a goofball. Yeah. Still curious, but... um, Yeah, yeah. definitely still curious. So so weird. So weird. But in the ring, back on the actual show, we got Finn Balor taking on Damian Priest. They had a decent 10, 15-minute match, and Balor won. Mm-hmm. There was no of the sort of Damien Priest, oh, I'm getting too angry. I might cost myself the match. Losing his head, maybe DQ'd angles. It was just a straight-up thin victory. So it's like the worst thing that could have happened to Damien Priest is mm-hmm. WWE realising he's undefeated. Yeah. Because ever since then, they have just treated him even worse than before. At least they were protecting him before with this weird character. After the match, Finn's got the US title. Damian Priest c- turns heel, cuts a you people promo, which, like, but the fans were never on my side, but now they're on your side. Well, I'm going to make them back on my side when I win that title back. So, presumably, this is our WrestleMania program. And presumably, again, it's going to lean into how they both have darker, demonic sides of their characters. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I personally, I, I do not care to see the main roster demon like ever again after last time. So successful. He's so successful. He flops around like a fish. Yeah, I thought the match was fun. You know, mm-hmm. you don't often just get like a title change with a clean finish. Like I know we just got one with Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, but you know what I mean. This sort of thing is not particularly common, and seeing Finn Balor just succeed and not be buried is is pretty cool. I don't know why WWE likes doing the mid-card title change like four weeks out from WrestleMania on TV, because they like doing that. They I've seen them do it a number of times where they'll switch the U.S. title at like on Raw randomly instead of just being like, you know what, build up the big match for WrestleMania. And have a big title change at WrestleMania. No, they don't do that. They just they do the title change and then they build to the rematch, which is a really strange way of booking your biggest show of the year. 
especially when the story seems to be the babyface chase. Yeah. <laughs> and they've given the baby face the title win. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's just the case of them crapping the bed. Ah, no, what are the plans for the US title? Well, we're a month out now. We should probably think about it. Should we have him win the title now? Yeah, sure. Let's fill in the blanks later on as we go week to week. Yeah. But yeah, for, at least Finn Balor, like you said, is, is a champion. And yeah. Damian Priest will hopefully drop the, you know, Half good, half bad character. I don't know. For a you people like, character. His, his Titantron presentation mm. of half good, half evil. It's like change of heart. You know that Yu-Gi-Oh card? It's a really good Yu-Gi-Oh card. It's like half Such evil, a nerd. half good. Hell yeah. Uh, and then we had the Edge promo with AJ Styles in the main event. So back-to-back -back heel turns. I gave this 57% because I actually enjoyed the show. And it's like, I thought the wrestling when it was in the ring before the angles and the finishes was really enjoyable. And there were a few very newsworthy things. Edge turning heel, the title change, Damian Priest turning heel. Uh, but yeah, it's just like there's some weird baffling booking decisions in here, which really brought the show down. Yeah, the, the booking decisions were the thing that kind of maybe just go, huh? You know, mm -hmm. kind of throughout the show, there were a lot of matches, like kind of like the the Reggie and Dana Brooke thing, and then the Mysterios and the Hurt Business, where the matches weren't super interesting, and I was just <laughs> kind of like, ah, it feels like this is a three hour show without a top program. We're just stretching everything else out. That being said, I didn't hate this episode of Raw. I think I gave it a three out of five. You know, I think it was just like it was solid. They, they gave matches time. Most of the matches were pretty good. I think there was only a couple matches I would consider not good, that being the mixed tag and the almost match. Everything else, like, was good, got time. Finn Balor had a clean finish. We got a couple WrestleMania matches announced. We got monumental heel turn stuff. Overall, I think this is a pretty good episode of Raw. Although, I will say, because this is like a little field trip for me, driving mm -hmm. into Raw, watching for a week then pulling out these shows are much better when you watch one of them out of context one of them in a vacuum because you don't get to see the four weeks of rematches that you are in the middle of mm -hmm. you know what i mean like if you watch last week's smackdown and you just saw the new day and los lotharios you'd be like that was a really fun match that was really good but when you've watched that match four weeks in a row then all of a sudden the show's not as good anymore because you've seen it already. But for someone who hadn't seen that, it might be a pretty good SmackDown. I feel this way about Raw. There might have been stuff that I'd seen already if I watched this show regularly, but coming in to watch it for like one week and leaving, this wasn't a bad show. WWE, book for idiots who don't have long memories. Yeah. I can see why they do it. I can I can understand the weird little nugget of logic that exists there. That being said, I wish they didn't do it. <laughs> mm, I wish totally I think agree. the other way is better. Especially in this day and age of premium quality television with yeah. long running arcs and consistency. Let's get to the rest of your 
ultra chats wrestletalk.com forward slash support get them in now and we'll read out every single one over five dollars mayor of painesville dan this is from saturday's smackdown review so good that we do have you on this hold on if they unify all the titles we will be back to the same people being on all shows it'll be even worse than right now unification not good well, uh, according to reports, WWE doesn't know what unification means. They want to unify the belts, but also have two <clears> belts. <throat> so I, I don't know what any of that means. My you my nightmare scenario. My nightmare scenario. Yes, that that's my my nightmare scenario right now is they unify the belts, they retire the WWE championship, and they get a new belt. And they're the entire lineage of their world championship scene will have started in 2016. And I will just, like, die inside. <laughs> Charles Berg. Hopefully Orton is okay. Looked like he took the full force on his chest and collarbone. Give me more Gable and Owens, please. Maybe no top title on Raw will give the mid-card title some shine. Is it me, or does Edge's head look gigantic? Like NBA Jam gigantic? Great, Scott. I think it's the hair. <laughs> it's the hair. Um, it's a good point, though, with no top title on Raw. It, it feels a bit directionless feels like those old days of raw when brock had the belt but never showed up yeah yeah you need something because you can't just say like oh maybe maybe the mid card title will shine if they don't put it in a position to shine if they gave finn balor like oh go do an, an open challenge just have great matches every week i'm sure that would be really good but i don't think they're gonna do that liam leonard what a great night for Irish wrestling. Balor wins the title. Fabio battled Gresham on an R show. And I got to be a part of a gimmick match. Jam that jam. Well done, yeah. Liam. Well done, Liam. Double L, Liam Leonard. He's a patron. He's training to be a wrestler. We've talked He's in the him. ring. Awesome. He's also been a Memberg for seven months. Banneker 1192 has also been a Memberg. The only match on WrestleMania that seems in any way interesting to me is Edge versus AJ. Everything else is just meh. And I am bored of Reigns versus Lesnar. I concur. Oh, yeah. I concur. Uh, Riot DR, that 24-7 division segment, the NXT 2.0 virus is continuing to spread through Raw. What's with all the making out? On a side note, any thoughts on the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet starters? They are all adorable, but I'm going Team Fuacoco. Jam that jam. Fuacoco. 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 It's like fire, like fuego. What looks? What's uh, Fuego Coco look like? He he looks like he should be from Mario. Am I wrong? Oh. He looks like he's something from Yoshi's Island or something. So this is the new Pokemon. The new people Pokemon that got announced a few days ago. Yeah, right. I like Quaxley. I am Team Quaxley. I like the duck. I've honestly, they've all kind of uh, grown on me a little bit. There they are. There you go. Got Sprigatito. Sprigatito. Grass cat Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Fire croc Pokemon is Fuikoko. It's a laid back fire Pokemon that does things at its own pace. <laughs> it's got personality. Have you I seen like what Quaxley is described as? No, I haven't. Tidy. Oh, he's tidy. I like that. He cleans up after himself. Pokemon are running out of things to do. William Best. Cheers to the boys. Happy first of the month. I was at the show and I don't know if you missed it, but AJ mouthed the words, what the F? After the Amos comment, I did see that. He was like, 
you mother or something to Randy Orton. Uh, but yeah, the pops weren't as high throughout the night, except for Finn winning the US title and Tamina. Lol. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Ahmed Anta, who's been a member for four months. Well done. The finish to the opening tag match was awesome. Love the chemistry between Chad and basically everyone he faces. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag LIW for life. Van Twinblade. If you have chemistry with everyone, <clears throat> are you not just great? Um, Van Twinblade says something about Kevin Owens here, which... Uh, oh, right, I see what you mean. How uh, Van Twinblade says, how can anyone say KO is a heel when Texas is trying to make being trans a crime? Uh, hashtag trans rights are human rights. Yeah, I guess... Te- it's baby <laughs> it's face for me. Awkward when Stone Cold comes back. The yeah. ultimate conservative hero. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, Power Packers... Power Packers 90, Menberg for seven months, was talking about the fast movies at work tonight and right away thought of Tempest saying, Forget about it, Kerr. Forget about it, Kerr. I said forget about it, Kerr. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't watch Raw, so can't talk Raw. Tem Ruzza, guys, what is your interest, interest level out of 10 for Mania this year? I'm hyped for the crowd and spectacle of the stage and stadium, but not much else. I love the idea of buying Ring of Honor, but I like a huge multi-company streaming service or a huge stadium show. Out of 10 for Mania. It's low. Like, this is a low WrestleMania for me. Like, last year was much higher. I thought the card for last year's WrestleMania was a lot better than this one. Probably say like a four, maybe. It's like it, yeah. Edge, and, and that four is all Edge and AJ Styles at this point. Maybe Becky and Bianca. Yeah. If ten is last year's full gear, all in or all out, mm. all out rather. Mm. Yeah, like three or four. Yeah. And I, I don't like two night manias. I, yeah. I would like two night manias fine if they wouldn't put their shows during the morning of the Saturday show. <laughs> the point was not to make more space for more wrestling. At <laughs> oh, uh, Ten Rosa, sorry me again, Ollie. Enjoy the converted Australian dollars. Ah, oh! but just I'm excited for the announcement. I'd lose my mind if it's Triple H that comes out on Wednesday. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes, Which stadium would you want a possible super show in? Going to a Foo Fighters on Friday here in Melbourne. Oh yeah, love the Foo Fighters. It doesn't Absolutely. look anything like Dave Grohl. No, it doesn't. Hang on, I'll grab his book. I'll show you. <laughs> Uh, which stadium would you want a possible super show in? I don't know. I've I've got no allegiance to stadiums. Yeah, I like I don't small really internet either. venues. Yeah, if it's like a a big AEW show, it's it's really tough because like they don't have like a home market with a big stadium other than Jacksonville, which is not like a destination. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like it's weird, and I wouldn't reckon they go to like chicago for a big stadium show they'd have to pick somewhere like they i don't know and picking kind of at random there's a lot more thought that goes into this than i'm aware of but i don't know i don't know where they have the correct answer is in london or somewhere in canada yeah we don't have a really good stadium right now toronto stadium kind of sucks Stupid, stupid COVID, stupid Toronto people should have knocked <laughs> down the stadium during the beginning of COVID. We could have had a new stadium built by now. But no. Uh, Easter says, do we know how many titles Matt Cardona currently holds? His collection is getting huge. 
So I've just got his got his uh, page up. He is absolute intense wrestling's absolute champion and intense champion. He is well, he's the unrecognized ECW World Television Championship holder in GCW. I'm not going to count that. Uh, Impact <laughs> Wrestling's Digital Media, NWA, I can't believe that. NWA World Heavyweight Champion. That's <laughs> New York Wrestling Connection, one. Uh, Ohio, no, that's not current. Five. Five championships he currently holds. Credit to him, because when yeah. he came out of WWE and Cody was like, you know, he always said, I've seen Matt Cardona get over once, or Zack Ryder. He can get over anywhere. And he had that little run in AEW, and I thought, man, mm-hmm. he's he's just missed the boat. It's 10 years yeah. too late. And look at him. Proved yeah. us all wrong. Brilliant well, that was the thing. He left WWE, went to AEW, and he was Zack Ryder with a different name. He was the exact same guy, exact same finish, didn't change his moves, his promo style, nothing. There's no change from Zack Ryder to Matt Cardona until he changed everything about who he was, and all of a sudden it got over. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if he came out and was like nuts and different at, in AEW. I don't know if yeah. things would have been different, but hey, man, credit credit to him, you know, credit to him for, to, for working his way there. He had to fit into Cody Island, though. Yeah. Cody needed my friend, my friend oh, Matt. Man, <laughs> you're not wrong. Renee says nothing to say about Raw, just ultra chatting to say give Tempest a chance for the championship. Tempest, do you still have that picture of Pete on your wall, considering he screwed you over? For the time being. There he is. LIW is fine. Which championship would you like to fight for? That one or the real one? Oh, bicker amongst yourselves. I'll I'll make my own belt. And it'll have hookers and blackjack. Uh, And Jack Nichols finally says, it's pronounced Chet Ill. In response to Chet Ill Flatnose. Edge's character. From Vikings. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today. Thanks for all your wonderful ultra chats. And please do subscribe because, oh, is that one more chat coming? Kim in a cup says, I know this is a raw review show, but I just wanted to ask you about your guys' opinion on the MJF promo last week on Dynamite. Thank you. Just go and watch the Dynamite review I did last Thursday. <laughs> it's one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, but what did you think, Tempest? Uh, I thought it was very well delivered. Uh, I don't know if I thought it was like exactly like a best promo of all time candidate, like a lot of other people have uh, said that it was. Um, I'll be interested to see the follow up. Right now, it, they've left me on a real like, not cliffhanger, but I don't know where this story is going with only one week of television left before the pay per view. So they they really got to do something on this week's show to make me kind of not interested because I'm definitely still interested, but. I don't know. They, they, they've taken like this course, this blood feud off the track of the blood feud and they put it into a really emotional spot. And that could be really, really good and really, really cool. I just need to now see how it plays out. For me, it's unparalleled. I've never seen a wrestling feud go this way. I don't know what's going to happen either, but I, I have faith in 
them creatively to give me what I need. <laughs> well, you got nothing? I, th I just <laughs> realized I haven't got anything. Luke usually does these things. And yeah. he's like, well, you know, what did you do over the week? I told him to stop asking me what I did over the weekend. Because I was like, I do nothing now. Just yeah. sit at home. But let's have a look at the inbox for people getting in touch. Surely there's a fan email. Surely. I Unless didn't do anything any... interesting. Not particularly. I helped a friend move on Saturday. That was fun. Mm, that you know, boring. a little bit. Kind of covered in bruises afterwards. It went well. Take a few it bump, all went bumps. off without a hitch. Yeah. Should have started uh, a moving company. How far could I possibly be? get a refund for Patreon? Job application for image researcher. I want you to buy advertising space on your website. Ugh. Long I don't know, dude. <laughs> I know what we can talk about because the fan emails are Luke's domain. I don't know how he's ordered them. The Batman. Ooh, I've started seeing reviews start to come out for uh, the Batman. I'm intrigued. Positive like reviews. I I think so. I've seen definitely more. They've been kind of. Uh, like middle leaning positive is the lowest I've seen. And the highest I've seen is people being like, Oh, it's brilliant. So mm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the Batman had the office split for a while. You know? Yeah. Luke and Adam kind of against I'm very much pro. It always have been. I think visually it looks great. Luke mm. just brings up the Riddler costume. As, you know, if you try and say, oh, yeah, but it might be good. You know, they say this about every version of Batman before it comes out. And, you know, they do tend to get it right. Mm -hmm. He'll just he'll stop you and say, have you seen that Riddler costume? So, yes, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't I don't love it. I don't hate it. I just I I don't know. I don't think we're going to see a Riddler outfit where he's like wearing a green suit covered in question marks or anything like that with a cane that's got a question mark on it anytime soon. So knowing that we're not going to get that in this indie-rific, you know, Robert Pattinson-led Batman movie, I'm fine with this new Riddler that appears to have a trash bag over his head or something. I was reading a interview with Robert Pattinson, mm. and he was talking about how historically people's Batman voice is low. I'm Batman. You know, you'll have yeah. Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, whatever. They put on a husky low voice. And he said, you know, this is in my lifetime. I'm speaking as me now. This is the sixth live action theatrical Batman incarnation. That's mad. Mm -hmm. That's that's pretty wild. So Robert Pattinson, understandably, is like, I'm going to try something new. And apparently he went high pitched for Batman. Oh, dear. And it lasted about two weeks of shooting. And Matt Reeves, the director, came over to him and said, it is not working. <laughs> you cannot do. And as soon as I heard that, I thought, ooh, Kingslayer. <laughs>
Well, at least they have a director that can make that decision and say, listen, it's not working. <clears throat> Joel yeah. Schumacher would just be like, eh, just have fun. Do what you want to do. We're making we're making toys here. Even Christopher Nolan would have probably gone, yeah, the more incomprehensible, the better. I don't want yeah. anybody in the cinema to be able to understand a word you're saying, Robert Patterson. Well done. Uh, well, that's all we've got time for, actually. So please do subscribe. Um, it's Revolution Week, folks. Do you want a quick... Do you, do you, do you want Adam Cole to win? Uh, uh, I don't know. If I say yes, I feel like I'm I'm abandoning Hangman. <laughs> but if I say no, I feel like I'm face. sticking with... Yeah, if I say no, I feel like I'm sticking with the, the less good option. I won't be disappointed either way. I'll be happy with either Adam. You know who I want to win? Adam. Oh, you son of a bitch. Sitting on the fence there. Well, we'll see what happens. Do subscribe because we've got loads of AEW stuff coming your way this week. I've been Ollie Davis. That's and this been is Tempest. Yeah, yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.